Welcome to another edition of Elevate Your Grind brought to you by the Cannabis Lab. I am your host, Todd Rosales, and welcome to the show, everybody. This is a 7 p.m. edition of Elevate Your Grind. Um, I know we've been a little inconsistent with the time, 6.37. Sometimes we're late, sometimes we're not. Hey, deal with it. It's on Facebook. You can catch it anytime. It'll always be there. And if you ever want to check out the backlog of our podcast, you can check those out at youtube.com slash elevate your grind. Of course, you can see them on the C-Lab site now as well. That's joincelab.com. Uh, coming up next week on Monday, we've got Jessica Billingsley from Akerna. Really excited about that one. Uh, after that, we're going to take the rest of the week off, or at least the rest of the crew is. I personally will be hosting a panel on the 22nd on cannabis beverages. Really excited about that. We've got Cynthia Solarazeda, Duma Wendesuch from Province Brands, Cynthia's from House of Osaka. We've got Jake Bullock from Can, and we've got Eric Schnell from Mood 33. It's going to be an awesome panel. You should definitely check it out. I'm, I'm really excited to see, well, obviously they know where cannabis is, cannabis beverages places in the future, but I think it's going to be a lot more mainstream than you think because, uh, Listen, smoking is invasive. Drinking is not. As much as I love the traditional forms of cannabis, we need to look at things that are going to be socially acceptable, population-wide, I would say. Um, next week, we or the week after that, we've got Dan Berman from Cannabis BPO. We've got Paul Rosen, who's the, one of the founders of the Kronos Group. Really excited about that. Paul's currently the CEO of 1933 Industries. You could see him speak at Benzinga today. And then on the 9th, this one's going to be crazy. I don't know how we're going to pull it off, but we are doing a cooking show. So Shadi Rami, who, who has one of the first hemp cookbooks, it's printed on hemp paper. She is going to be walking me through cooking two dishes in pre preparation for Thanksgiving. It's going to be really, really interesting, but check that out November 9th. If you're going to watch any episodes of this show, that is definitely one you don't want to miss mainly for the comedy factor, folks. It's going to be me cooking in my own kitchen and figuring out how to film it while we're doing that. So my guest today has been a friend of mine since I joined the industry, probably one of the nicest, kindest people that I have met, um, reached out to her, we're gonna, looking to do some business together, met up at a conference, and literally just opened up her entire network to me. Uh, we've stayed in touch. We've been friends. She is the creative mind behind the Hoban Minute, and saying that, you might be able to figure out who it is, but she gets to do the fun part of the podcast and just sit behind the scenes and watch everybody have their fun on camera, but we always try to share tips and tricks. In fact, actually, uh, Evan, who edits our videos, helps them out as well, too, so that's how much we share tips and tricks. Crap, I don't know how to pronounce your new last name, but I'm just going to take a stab at it, so please welcome my friend, Halston Trabuco. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so All much, right. Todd. I am so oh, thrilled to be here. I, I know that you and I have been trying to schedule this for quite some time. So uh, thank you for letting me be on your podcast. Absolutely. Well, I figured I had to get you because when originally when I reached out and I did my research on you, you don't have interviews. There's no interviews. There's nothing. I mean, come on. Everybody in this industry loves to talk about themselves. And here you are just sitting behind the scenes all the time. Yeah, that, I mean, what, what I love to do is I love to build. I love being behind the scenes. I love, you know, just uh, the business development grind. But I do, you know, one of my favorite things is networking. So I think that's where a lot of people in this industry know me from. It's just like hitting up every single conference that I could, entering into the space, um, you know, with, with a technology platform and just wanting to meet every single person and um, build a great network along the way, friends, uh, you know, for life 
come out of this industry. And I just feel like I've been really blessed along my path to, to be where I am today. No, you were a phenomenal networker. You've certainly helped me out and expanded my network. I want to say probably, I would say maybe even 10% of the guests on this show you've introduced me to, and that's before I've cherry picked your, your, your guests for the Hoban Minute. <laughs> so I will be reaching back out to you for that. But, you know, I, I did find one interview of you and it was really interesting because a lot of it was just about your relationship with cannabis. I think that might've even been the theme of it. So watching that interview, it, it seems natural to me that you were going to end up in this space. As soon as it became legal, like it was inevitable. How did you, you know, wh what led you on the journey to getting into the cannabis space? It looks like from what I can tell, your first endeavor was actually a dispensary all the way back in 2011. Not many people can say they've been in the industry that long. Sure. I mean, I, I grew up in, in the mountains of Colorado. So I grew up in Breckenridge, Colorado. And, you know, I've, I've been around the industry, whether it be, uh, you know, the black market side years and years and years ago and kind of see that transition, people getting licenses, jurisdictions opening up here in our state. And I really have been along for that ride. I, uh, you know, was an owner and operator of a dispensary. Our license, we had it from 2009 until 2015. And then, wow. um, you know, just, just being in the trenches of operating a dispensary um, back then is so different than the, the retail storefronts you see now and, and the operations. Um, it wasn't accepted. Uh, there was, it, it, we had a huge stigma on our back. Um, you know, the governments didn't like it. There was a, a few different people that really, you know, were on our side. We were operating in Boulder City and Boulder County, which was one of the hardest jurisdictions to operate in. Uh, in Colorado at the time. And so uh, a lot of hurdles there, but, you know, it shaped me into the person that I am today, being able to just, you know, critical, like just critical thinking on the fly, what's going to work, what's not going to work, how are you going to onboard your employees, you know, none of this like really existed. And so being able to pave the way in the cannabis space, even just operating a single dispensary, you know, 10 years ago is, uh, it's pretty remarkable to look back on. No, you, you certainly have the scars on your back from the early days, you know, at least now people getting into the dispensary world in 2018, 19, 2020, well, 2020 is a little tough, but you know, they, there is a model that exists that they can try to replicate. You were creating that from scratch. Um, you know, I imagine every day was completely different. How has that experience helped you later now? I mean, obviously with Hoban, you guys touch so many different parts of the industry. And although, you know, the consulting really isn't on you, you're more, I would say, involved with Hoban in itself as, as an entity. You know, how does that experience help you in your job now, you know, sharing your past with the people that you meet? Sure. Um, you know, kind of leading from owning, owning and operating a dispensary, I had a, a good friend reach out to me wanting to start a canvas tech company. It was a hole that what the space really needed to fill. It was a payroll, HR and timekeeping platform. And I jumped, I, I dove right into that company doing everything I could. I had the network already established because I had been operating in the space. And so it was really easy for me to just open that up and provide a product that was like very valuable at that time because payroll, payroll taxes, managing your employees, the timekeeping aspect. I mean, when you're first starting up, 
no payroll company would would work with you. None of yeah. them. And you would have to say you were like a flower shop or whatever. And uh, it was uh, it was a, a real hole that that we filled. And um, I had a blast starting that company blast doing business development. And, um, you know, that's where I got to work with Hoban a lot is we put on um, an MCBA opportunity summit in 2018. And we partnered um, and we, we worked with Kayvon, who ran for mayor at that time. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity summit. We grinded to make it happen. And um, I was working with Kate Strickland, who was, you know, Bob's right hand, hand girl at Hoban, chief chief operating officer and her and I just clicked we made that event happen we rocked that event and you know ever since then I, I really was just introduced to the Hoban network and just getting to know Bob and the figure that he is and just getting in the space and um, I, I just saw that there was a real opportunity that wasn't being harnessed at Hoban Law and so just pitching my ideas just to get the name out there and the brand awareness and um, just you know full, being a full service business law firm what could that look like from a marketing standpoint? And so just jumping in and really just helping Hoban get to that next level um, is, is really how I just ended up there. I just pitched Bob what I could do. And uh, I've uh, done a lot of input, like just, just rebuilt the company from a marketing standpoint. And, it, and it's almost taken two years. I started in January of 2019. And so literally, you know, rolling into 2021, we've accomplished pretty much everything we've set out to accomplish in our executive summary for the marketing department. And it's pretty cool to, cool to see it all, uh, this little engine be built. No, that's incredible. And, you know, I've been to your offices, I've spent time with you guys, and I, I see the influence that you have on that firm there. And I mean, even, you know, producing the Hoban Minute and all the great content that you guys put out now. And then I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I see you doing lunch and learn series. I mean, it, it's incredible the amount of stuff that you guys do. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting, because you started out in the industry, essentially, you know, on the front lines, selling cannabis, you were a dispensary. And then you went on to say, okay, well, these are the issues that I had being a dispensary. So now I'm going to work on a technology platform that's going to help solve those issues. And now you're all the way with the Hoban Law Group, and you're probably helping, you know, inspiring people to help shape policy and help shape the industry in itself. And you're bringing your network along with you. I think it's an absolutely incredible journey. You know, Fast forward 10, 15 years from now, do you want to continue being where you are helping shape the industry or do you ever want to go back to the front lines, you think? You know, I really, like I said, I, I love to build. I, you know, if, uh, if I'm not working on my next project or creating this team, it's just, I, I, I can't stay still. And so I'm always looking to the future, looking for those forecasted goals and, so I, I always see myself being a part of the Hoban Law Group network 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I think that we have a, a really special thing that we've developed in the marketing department that's, that's repeatable. And I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, really taking their brand to the next level. And yeah. um, I just, I love doing it. And we have another consulting firm, Gateway Proven Strategies. And, you know, just getting that company off the ground has been so exciting. And just from a global perspective, combining Bob Hoban and Charles Feldman's networks, we've been able to advise, or we have advised 37 different countries around the globe on how to implement their hemp and marijuana programs. 
So even just given that, there's just being a part of the Hope and Law Group Network is, is just really special. The folks that, you know, are on the, the legal team or the consulting team, it's just like, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's just special. I don't know how else to explain it. So I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. I really love where uh, I'm planted and I love just uh, working with Bob, kind of knowing his next steps of where he wants to take the firm or the consulting company and just, you know, just plowing behind him is, is really what I love to do. No, you guys have a great team there between you and Bob and Eric. And like I said, I got the opportunity to be on the Hoban Minute. I had an absolute blast. Bob seems like a great guy to work for. I mean, I've had only a few conversations with him and two of those have been recorded. One of them being my show and the other one being his. And I just like after the second show with Bob and Eric, I'm like, I think I'm best friends with those guys. That That's pretty awesome. But you guys run a great show there. What gave you the idea, especially with someone like Bob and, and yourself, you guys had a really good reputation. You guys are busy as can be. And clearly, you now know how much work a podcast can be. What may give you the crazy idea to start the show? Because people, someone like me, I had nothing. I was sitting here. I was doing, you remember, I was doing cannabis events. I had lost that job right before my daughter was born. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to stay in touch with this industry? Oh, let me just grab a microphone, grab a camera, and I'll see who's willing to talk to me. You guys didn't need that. But I will say it is an awesome show because part of the other reason why I did this was I couldn't find a really good cannabis business podcast that I enjoyed listening to. I started this one and then you guys start yours. I'm like, oh, that was a good one. I'm glad it didn't exist before because I may not have done this. So oh. talk to us about the beginning of that. Absolutely. So last year, uh, 20, yeah, last year, 2019, um, we had a weekly newsletter that was going out that, you know, that I adopted and there wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't a week, a true cadence to it. Like it was just kind of stuffing all the things into it and, and, you know, sending it out. Obviously it was more methodical than that, but um, ultimately I was like, our audience needs a consistent voice. And Bob was traveling all over the world. And um, I was like, we have to harness this. And so I found Eric Singular last year, last uh, June, July, and he became um, kind of just like my right hand communications guy, writing about Bob's uh, like adventures really about working with different governments and in different countries and, and how this global supply chain really looks. And it was just fascinating. And so we created what was called Bob's Voice in our newsletter. And so this was where Bob and Eric sat down, Eric interviewed Bob and, and came up with, uh, you know, what Bob's voice was going to be for the newsletter every week. So kind of fast forward my 2020 goals, I was like, well, I really want to put a voice to this now. And so I already had a podcast, um, you know, the, the framework of one built out uh, to launch in 2020. And so right and, and it wasn't ready to launch when we launched it but we had the opportunity the framework was there the team was in place and then the pandemic hit and we're like oh my gosh we have this global network let's just get everybody on the phone and since we were a, a legal you know we provide legal services being a you know cannabis law firm we were an essential business so we could be in the hope minute studio and we were just you know calling everybody that we could just getting gaining that global not only cannabis perspective but how is covid in your country how is that affecting yeah. 
business? How is that affecting the economy? And so we, I just saw a green light and I poured the gas on it and we just started talking to everybody that, uh, you know, that we had a close relationship with. And, you know, obviously it's been evolving. We, we just turned on the cameras and, you know, we, we're just starting to record Bob and Eric's conversations as, as they're in the studio um, recording once a week and, and getting that regular calendar together. And there is a lot that goes into creating a, uh, a podcast, but I couldn't do it without the team behind me either. I mean, we have an awesome, awesome, awesome marketing department. Yeah, no, I remember the conversations we had and you're like, yeah, I'm doing all this on a shoestring budget. I'm like, no budget, no budget, no budget. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't talk to me about no budget. I'm literally sitting in my room by myself doing this. Um, But you guys, last we spoke, you were up and I want to say this might've been August. You guys had just completed your hundredth episode. How many episodes are you up to now? Because I thought when we got to 50 in July, I'm like, damn, from January to July, we did 50 episodes. We're killing it. And then like two weeks later, you're like, yeah, we're at 100. <laughs> so how, how many episodes are you guys at now? So um, this next week will be at 116 episodes. So we're already okay. getting up into uh, the, the double digits of the hundreds. So it's, it's very exciting. And now, you know, just to plug the Hoven Minute, um, you know, we are going to be releasing two episodes a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday at 420. And so that's kind of like the schedule we came up with because we were just plowing through all of these different guests. And there was so much content in each episode that was like, oh, we got to push the brakes a little bit, like too much, like we we have a good problem of having too much content at the Hoven Law Group. So um, just kind of slowing it down, having one guest a week, and then having a Bob and Eric conversation. So the guests on Tuesday, Bob and Eric, both 420 Mountain Standard Time. We are going to have to have a conversation about that because I think I'm having the same problem. So I don't know if you guys inspired me or if if I just had a lot of free time on my hands, but we're at like 92 now. So we're starting to catch up to you. And that's something I struggle with. So we do... And for, for those of you who don't know, we do, uh, we release two to three episodes every Tuesday at 11. And I just haven't figured out the formula to figure out when people are watching it because you'd be surprised. Like I'll get someone like, uh, the Mark and Craig Wasserman, the pop brothers at law who have half a million followers on Instagram and all these different platforms and their episode will get like, I don't know, 150, 160 views. And then not, I don't mean this in an offensive way, but this little conversation between you and you and I, which I wouldn't expect to do very well because we aren't as well known. We weren't on Tosh.0. We'll get like 1,500, 2,000 views. And I'm just sitting there like, huh, none of this makes sense. So we're going to have to have some behind the scenes talks about how to make this show better too. Maybe make you an associate producer here. Oh man. Well, there's just, there's so so many ideas to gather the data and the content like establishing what audience to go after as well is it's like a whole beast in itself and then you know to kind of flip on you know how do you monetize your podcast you know how do you get to those different thresholds on the different platforms I mean there is a major science behind it and you know we have been on a spending freeze since March and given that we've we've had to figure out a lot of things just like internally and just kind of put that hustle on and the grind and you know we've elevated our grind through all of this i mean i truly believe 2020 we built so much in 2020 you know where a lot of companies were shut down i mean we had a core team that was really just building this you know marketing engine and i just so appreciate uh just 
just the the work ethic, I guess that 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 was behind it all, and how can we make it better? Um, you know, those are all things that we love to map out on a whiteboard. I, I love doing it. <laughs> and even your dad got involved building the sign for the show, oh. right? Yeah, my dad is awesome. He, he built the Hoban Law Group sign and the Hoban Minute sign. So um, he's a big metal guy. He has a shop up in Summit County, Colorado, and uh, makes big outdoor fire pits, has plasma cutters to make signs. And so I've always been able to get creative and, and bring something into the company that I'm working from or working for uh, with some of my dad's art or signage or, or what have you. But uh, I've always, you know, pinned my dad a little bit at every company I've worked for. Very cool. We got to shout dad out, especially if he's going to be that involved in what you do. Listen, I, you guys have to have a blast doing the Hoban Minute. Because like I said, I sit here and like I see the behind the scenes and you've sent me pictures. Like I remember when you first wanted to do video, we were like, hey, we have all these great cameras, but we don't know how to use them. I'm like, oh, just use your webcam. And five minutes later, you guys are filming a conversation between Bob and Eric. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, that looks like so much fun. And then I, I look around, I'm like, huh. There's nobody else in my room. It's just me talking to my television. So I'm extremely jealous. But I imagine what you guys, I, I used to be that used to do like marathon recording sessions on Wednesdays. Even though you were there till whenever, it had to be a lot of fun. It, it, it certainly was. And, you know, it was Bob, Eric, and I that made it happen every week. There was a lot that went into the discovery of who the guests were to the topics that we were going to, uh, you know, review on each episode to the, the graphics that you send them to the, you know, the, the content guide. I mean, there's just so much that goes into the back end of it. And, you know, really, it was just, just kept checking off the boxes and it's evolving and evolving and evolving and just getting better and better every time we record or, or do it. So what I'm doing now to record it though, actually is pretty darn easy. I'm just using, I take the case off of my phone and I'm using a gimbal and I have this really cool gimbal and you can like, it, it, the, the studio looks sweet and I have the lighting above it and uh, really proud of the studio. It completely transformed my personal office into the Hoven Law Group studio. So it's, uh, <laughs> wait, do you still work in that room? No, no, no. I have the, I have the one across the hall now, the, like the corner office now. So I have a little okay. department office, which is pretty fun. I was going to say that's stuck. I mean, technically my, my office is my studio too, but it's not nearly as involved as your guys is. It's, um, it's interesting. I mean, if you guys ever make it to Florida, you're welcome to come to the home studio. I promise yeah, you, yeah. you'll be extremely underwhelmed. Um, but so now you're doing the lunch and learn series. I literally just saw that and I think it's a great idea and you are actually, it looks like from the outside in that you're moderating that one personally. Yes, I, yes. Um, it's, it's funny because we have so many intelligent attorneys that work for Hoban Law Group and, you know, a lot, attorneys are always behind the scenes. Their job is to not be seen. That's, that's, that's literally an attorney's job is to just, you know, be behind the scenes. And, but uh, we have so many knowledgeable attorneys that I like the humanating or the humanizing aspect of, you know, having just conversations like this and just sharing, yeah. you know, just, just basic level education because people just, they, they need a reputable source of news. And I, I found that to be, you know, a, another huge goal is to be that resource for people that just want to know what's going on in the industry. And, and, you know, our newsletter that goes out every week has, blogs from our attorneys that are on theme with our editorial calendar and then we 
put out the home and minute and do the lunch and learn. And all of this is to educate our network. Like literally that's, that's what we're building is, is to make sure people can make their own decisions on how to destigmatize this industry, where it's going, uh, you know, functionally and, you know, end to end business into this global supply chain. I mean, that's pretty special. And, you know, I did just start the lunch and learns just to give our attorneys a voice, um, give them almost like a soapbox to stand on and just have fun with the topics that we bring to light each week. And um, it's been interesting. I, you know, I, I, I have fun <laughs> hosting it, but um, it really is our attorneys that uh, make that really uh, uh, wonderful to listen to. See that that's the secret to it, right? When you when you get to host and you just kind of get to like coordinate everything and let the smart people talk, people look at you and they're like, oh yeah, that that Halston, she knows her stuff, and they don't realize you're just like, I'm just presenting you the smart people that are saying what they're saying, and I it it's a lot of fun. I um for I cannabis love the lab, production I of it. I I just love like I love the production. I love being the creative director and I love producing it. And, you know, when you're around like just such amazing people every day and, you know, far and wide too, like our HLG Global, I mean, we get content from all over the world dropped into our HLG Global newsletters and to our content and everything else. And, you know, to be able to harness this network, it's like, why not? Because everybody's awesome. Like the, I don't know, it's, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of the team that we have at Hoban. Well, when I hear you talk and the things that you're talking about, like the, the content schedule and all that, it almost sounds like you're, you're basically running a small media company as well, as well as, you know, being a chief marketing officer for a law firm um, and a consulting agency and everything else. So the longer you're there, it just seems like it's almost like Hoban is, is a mini accelerator for the different needs that you guys have. But I mean, are it, you have the lunch and learn, you have the Hoban Minute. Are you guys just going to keep putting out more content like that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's the goal, right? So every week, um, you know, for example, this week was diversity and inclusion week. And so we have a diversity and inclusion committee at Hoban Law Group. And so I had uh, the, you know, work with the chair of our committee, Dion Kellier, um, like what kind of, so I'll go over with her, like what kind of blogs we need to put out. And so then she works with her team to get the blogs and then that's the content for our newsletter. And it's just this beautiful little marketing engine. And then being able to see the numbers, like when you really put strategy behind all the content the, that you're putting out and seeing like the numbers come back, it's just, it, it makes me kind of a data nerd because I'm like, Ooh, what's our open rate or Ooh, oh. how many people. And like, have you guys put the videos on YouTube? What? Have you put video on you? Have you put video on YouTube yet? We're, we're starting to do that. But the, the thing is, it's like, you know, we're growing organically. We don't have a budget. I'm just willing to try certain things to, to get out there because we have this group that really does need to be, just, their voices need to be heard and shared in a different light than just being attorney, you know, reviewing a business structure or something. You know, what, what are their biggest highlights? What are their biggest work, you know, history highlights? So um, it, it's, it's really fun. Nice. Yeah. No, the reason I was asking about YouTube, because you talked about being a data nerd, like I was not a data nerd. I didn't really care about the numbers. And when we started doing the YouTube videos, the YouTube creator studio, I checked that thing like six times a day, like the data that they give you, the, 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 your traffic sources, the terms that people are searching for you for, which videos are doing the best, all literally it's, it's going to become an addiction. So I completely understand where you're coming from, from the data nerd. Um, trust me, when you guys finally start putting, uh, videos up on YouTube, you're going to see it firsthand 
it's going to become an addiction. So we'll have to get back together and discuss that one too. And um, I definitely want to give a shout out. I know you mentioned this at the beginning, but Evan, I freaking thank you so much for helping us behind the scenes. We couldn't do it without you, man. And I know that he's going to go back and edit this podcast. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we gave Evan Bott from the University of Miami a shout out. He's, uh, he's the best intern that you could possibly ask for. You know, uh, Evan, love Evan. I sent him over to you guys to start stealing all your tactics. He hasn't done that yet. So no, I'm kidding. Evan is great. I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys are able to utilize him. He's been the backbone of this show since since Rob Friedman found him. So he's done a great work. I'm glad that you guys are utilizing him. Don't steal all his time from me. I need him too. Okay. No, that kid's real efficient. He's uh, he's got he's got it going on. I'm, I'm really proud to see the younger generation coming into this space and really taking to wanting to learn. And that's what, what really brought him to the home in minute is because not only does he have the opportunity to help us edit the content, he's learning, he's learning, he's taking in so many just, just bits of the industry. And I, and I just, I think it's really cool. No, Evan's great. I, honestly, we have a group chat going with, with me, Evan, and Rob. And then, you know, Evan and I talk. And I feel bad for him because Rob is in his 40s. I'm in my 30s. And Evan's 20. And he'll say something like, hey, have you guys seen this? And then he just gets sarcastic old man humor back. So he puts up with a lot. <laughs> He's done a great job. Listen, I, I know that you had a limited amount of time. You're a very, very busy person. So I don't want to hold you too long. But let's let's focus. What is the future for Hoban? What's the future for for you, what are you guys looking to do the rest of the year in 2021 going forward? I'm excited to see the content that you're putting out. Oh, well, thank you. I, I really enjoy being on this show, Todd. Um, you know, 20, the, the rest of 2020 really um, kind of just leads into 2021 planning, to be completely honest. So just establishing what our goals are as a, as a global law firm, you know, what what countries do we want to focus on? What target markets do we want to focus on? You know, still being able to provide that, um, you know, just educational platform, I think is, is, is always the goal. Um, but this industry is changing. And I think anybody that's watching this knows like how you have to pivot in, you know, the midst of whatever happens. And I think it's just um, providing the education for, for me personally, it's just, providing the educational platforms for folks within our network and the audience and even mainstream to really understand what this industry is. And, um, you know, if you haven't checked out the Hoban Minute or you haven't checked out Hoban Law Group, go to Hoban.law. It's all there. Um, you know, get to know who Bob is. He's such an intelligent man. And I think that he's just so humbling to learn from as well. Like he just knows so much. And I think it's just really special, the opportunity that we have to, to, to really bring that educational piece to this industry that we need. That's awesome. And I couldn't agree with you more. Bob was the first, I would say, major personality in this industry that actually reached out to me um, and asked to be on this show and have me on the Hoban Minute. And that was literally like, one of the things when I was doing this show, I'm like, does anyone really care? Am I reaching anybody? And when Bob Hoban reached out to me, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I know I knew you already and I knew you and Brent. I had never met Bob and I thought that was so cool. And, you know, 
when I look at podcasting, I look at the Rogan atmosphere, Rogan and Burt Kreischer and, and all those guys, and they all do each other's shows. And when I went on the Hoban Minute, I felt like we were in that atmosphere. Like, hey, they were on my show. I get to be on their show. I'm, I'm just hanging out with friends. It was so much fun. So I can't wait to actually come back to Denver. And I'm going to invite myself on your show and do it again. So. Yay! We'd be happy to host you in the Hoban Minute Studio. So, Todd, it's always a pleasure, man. I, uh, you know, I love the work that you guys are doing. So, um, thanks so much again for having me on the show. Well, absolutely. Well, if Bob or Eric, Eric, if Bob or Eric ever call out sick, I'm here for you. But until then, keep my boy Evan employed. Oh my God! You could be a guest host on the Hoban Minute. I'll Absolutely. remember that. <laughs> you do remember that. I'd be happy to do it. So, Halston, I know this was a quick one. We'll have you back in the future because you're going to be doing a ton of great things. Thank you again. Yes, thanks, Todd. Take it easy. Absolutely. And thank you, everybody at home. Uh, we are done for the week, but join us Monday, 6.30 p.m. with Jessica Billingsley. This has been another episode of Elevate Your Grind. We're out.